Hey guys, welcome to the score series with Michael. I am redoing this episode due to that. I- well, shit. But I do have a really exciting announcement. Announcement. My six wide drag racing nationals is in one month. And I just want to say it to all you fans, you guys are the best. So, anyway, I do got to get on topic, epic after for dinner, which was almost about 30 minutes ago. Oh, but now I actually got to get on topic. Topic to my NASCAR stuff. Shoot. Where? Because I didn't an episode to share my feelings but deleted it it cut but if i actually did you know what would happen then i'd i'd have to do another game of catch up like like i have to do a, oh sorry it's paint games yeah ah! going off chromatax group bush monster energy brad Tazowski, discount tire austin dylan bath pro shops kevin Arvick, bush light apple Anyone Oscar Mayer Bacon, Calorotic Food City, Chase Elliott, Uni First, Eric Amarola Smithfield, Denny Hamlin FedEx Ground, Ryan Bellini Body Armor, Ty Dillon, Guy Phil Hump Day, Clint Boyer Rush Truck Centers, Brennan Poole, Remember Everyone Deployed, Chris Busher Fast and All, Kyle Bush, M&M's, Martin Truck Senior Bass Pro Shops, Eric Jones, Craftsman, Matt Minadetto, Menards FVP, Joel Gano, Shell Pennzoil, William Byron, Exalta, Ryan Priest, Energizer, Cole Custer, Fusion 360, Haas Autodesk, Matt Kenseth, McDelivery, Bob Wallace, Worldwide Technology, Bridges Nash Jr., Kroger, Cottonelle, Jimmy Johnson, Ally, Justin Haley for Fratinol, Fratino, Order of Eagles, Alex Bowman, ChevyGoods.com, Adam Ball, Adam's Polishes, Chevrolet, Christopher Bell, Procore, and Daniel Suarez. Where's number 96, Toyota? Really? They didn't even put a description in there? Why would they do that? backseat drivers. Oh, well. Oh, well. I'm, I'm, I'm having a couple minutes break. Continue on route for 382 miles. Woo! Road trip! Texas, we have to go through Bristol Motor Speedway for the all-star race. There's a million dollars on the line, which tends to bring out aggression even more. And oh yeah, we're going to the short track of Bristol where everybody leaves mad at each other anyways. So what do we expect from the all-star? There's lights underneath the cars, guys. Everybody's so excited about the lights underneath the cars. Well, first off, that's your shift, so you're working. So I've got the popcorn <laughs> uh, and I've got the six-pack ready. So I'm ready to watch people uh, fight over a million dollars at Bristol Motor Speedway. I think... Um, 
I think it's going to be awesome. I was super excited when they when they made the move, and uh, we all know that you know sheet metal is uh, is is wrinkled at the end of these Bristol races, and uh, feelings are oftentimes hurt. There's no points on the line. This is all for cold hard cash. Uh, somebody could get punched in the face at the end of it. It's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be great. I love the lights under the cars. We got a little taste of that with the CTR cars in Nashville during uh, the burnouts on Broadway. And it was so exciting then. And then to think like Bristol under the lights, it's going to be, I think, an iconic uh, moment for the sport. And then I look at a guy like Matt Benedetto, who performs so well there. I think he will race his way in in the open and then has a, a shot to win the All-Star race, which would be incredible. So I, I'm with uh, Jonathan. I'm going to sit back. Archie's excited, too, um, about the All-Star race. I think we might have a surprise winner. Well, don't forget about the Open, either. I mean, a couple of fights before the main event, so to speak. So um, just racing to, to get a spot in there. You look at look at guys like Benedetto, who's really good there. Um Bubba Wallace is, is not bad at Bristol either, and, you know, he's he's racing for eligibility to get in there as well. So, uh, raced in last year at Charlotte. So, um, should be a, a pretty good time uh, watching the, the field get set for that main event, too. Well, I'm back. The video ended. I was just talking to my daddy. Anyway, let's get going. I just talked about that this that this will be a double header. <laughs> Due to that, I am going to Friends House tomorrow. There are going to be two big episodes. Two episodes in one. So, this is going to be one of the biggest podcast episodes of the NASCAR series ever. <laughs> About we're gonna do our the first scanner sound. Four wide cluster pays off custer. Incredible. Holy f- that's awesome. Thank you, 
good job. Well, that's our first scanner sounds, and then we can look at more. Ooh, cash app to partner with Richard Petty in Motorsports, Bubba Wallace. This is my team release. Welcome, welcome North Carolina. Richard Petty Motorsports, RPM. Now it's a multi-year partner with cash app, a customer finance service. Cash app will be the primary sponsor of the number 43 Chevrolet Camaro ZL11 LE. He piloted by Daryl Bubba Wallace Jr. for five events. Also be an associate's partner throughout the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series campaign. And Bubba Wallace is a once-in-a-generation talent, and, and we are proud and the partner with Richard Petty Motorsports to usher her in this new era of racing. Garrett McManus. Artistic developer, early development lead for Cash App. We stand with Bubba and we are thrilled up on the next part of this journey. I can see why. Goldburn recaps Custer's Kentucky win, previews all stars. We may have a chance to look at all our missed episodes, missed videos due to that. It's going to be a double header episode. Oops. I'm going to welcome in our championship winning crew chief, Cole Pern. Now, uh, if I would have told you that Cole Custer would have won in 2020, would you? Well, we're not going to look at that right now because that's seven minutes. We'll look at that in the next next, next part of the, uh, in the next episode of, this is a double header, so we found a good video for it. Take a look at uh, an Xfinity Fast Recap. Four races and one weekend at Kentucky. Listen in. This is something we can fix. <laughs> At Kentucky Speedway, and it all starts with a doubleheader in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We are green at Kentucky. Jeb Burton in the eighth. That's already going around. Brandon Brown into the wall. Chastain into the 0-2 of Moffitt. Caution on the track. 
Oh, Harrison. Our eighth caution. Big crash. Caution is out. Austin Sendrick. He gets it done at Kentucky. We're underway at Kentucky. Brandon Jones into the wall. Austin Sendrick sweeps Kentucky. And we're green in the bluegrass state. Great racing. And now Will Ball's got to hang on to it. Loses control and into the wall. After the second stage was completed with Sheldon Creed in front. And we're off in Kentucky. Kyle Busch into the wall, saves it. Oh, gets turned by Keslowski. Cole Custer wins Kentucky. Can you believe it? Incredible. Ah. So, we're at, I, we were, are at the end of episode one. Oh, one of two today. Let's take a look at a little bit of power rankings before the end. episodes today because I am doing a double header because I'm going to my friend Griffin's house tomorrow. This is only the second double header of of the NASCAR series. Only happened in the first two episodes. But so take a look. Now here's Colpern recaps Custer's Kentucky one previews all stories. This is seven minutes and ten seconds so that's well enough of our time. So that's going to be worse. Thank you. 
Would you have looked at me like I was crazy? Uh, probably a little bit. I think even with two laps to go, I would have looked at, at you like you were crazy. So I uh, didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody did, but it was sure exciting to watch. 41 has looked strong in his rookie season. He now has a win, locked himself into the playoffs. Is it just luck for that rookie team, or is it a coming-out party for Cole in the 41? Uh, I think you got to give them credit. They've been consistently getting better. Indy, they were up in the mix, and, and that's the old adage. You know, you got to put yourself in position to be able to win and, and capitalize when the opportunity presents himself, itself, and uh, that's what they did. I mean, he was there all day, steady, and those guys lined up three wide, and he made the move, so uh, got to give it to him. there at the end continuing for the win but it looked like one car in particular kind of had its day at Kentucky and that was the 12 of Ryan Blaney what happened to the 12 car there at the end yeah I think uh you know between him and the 19 it really seemed like they were the two best cars uh Blaney definitely had the, the car popping out of gear issues so pretty cool for them to be able to rebound and fix that and stay in the mix so you know it didn't play out for them at the end but they had a great car and they've been consistent so uh, a good weekend for them overall what about in the 19 with Martin Truex Jr.? I know that you have a 19 shirt underneath every race that you watch. So what happened to him? Because I know he didn't like getting that P2 finish. Yeah, they were steady strong. I think having to start in the back, it was hard to really know you know, how strong they were, but they came through the field really well. And as uh, they were able to keep picking them off one at a time, and really they had the race in control up until that, that restart where uh, the 48 and the 2 got together. And the 12 just happened to be ahead barely, I think, by thousands or something like that at that timing line. So, you know, that was tough, but still rebounded well to, uh, to get a PC finish. The last car that was involved in that four-wide battle uh, there for the finish was the four of Kevin Harvick. They showed no speed all day long, and then all of a sudden in the final stage, it was the Kevin Harvick show. Is that just him and Rodney clicking on a different level? Yeah, I think that's what great teams do and great drivers do. I think uh, they obviously got the car a little bit better to get back in position. And then, you know, Kevin Harvick made a, a Kevin Harvick-style restart there to uh, to go from third to, to lead and, and was in good shape. I think the 19 was starting to work him over pretty hard before that last yellow. But still, uh, they took a day where they weren't very good and, and almost got themselves a win. Well, we thought it might have been a different case scenario for the 48, but they are now uh, mad at each other between Jimmy Johnson and Brad Kozlowski after coming back with Jimmy from those, from COVID, and he makes the comeback that looks like he's going to have a pretty stellar day, but uh, what happened between Jimmy and Kez, and is there a right or wrong in that scenario? Yeah, I mean, the two made an aggressive move. You know, you can't, you can't knock them for that. You're on research. That's the time to, uh, to make those moves, and the 48 was on the bad end of it, so... Obviously, you know, he's frustrated. It's been tough to lose, you know, lose a week and then come back and have a strong car and then not get anything to, to show for it. So uh, it'll be interesting. You know, we're going to a, a place like Bristol that maybe there'll be uh, some excitement there. Who knows? But uh, for sure, just tough. I mean, when everyone's trying to get everything everything they can on those restarts, it's, uh, it's easy for it to go crazy. Well, Cole, you saw Jimmy's tweet. Do you think it carries over? Uh, I'd say so. I mean, you know, he's uh, he's only got so many races left to, to check those boxes off and getting some uh, getting some payback in there might be not a bad plan for him. Well, we 
we saw a lot of moves during Kentucky, uh, contending for the win or in the middle of the races between stages. But is there a move that stuck out to you more so than others for a move of the race? Uh, it's got to be that restart at the end. I mean, uh, you got to give it to the 41. I, I think uh, here we are sitting watching. You got the three uh, three cars that were the best really in the mix there um, going three wide. And then all of a sudden, you know, the 41 hangs it out on the high side uh, through three and four. gets big momentum. I mean, these these 550 cars with the with all the dragon and once they stack three wide it's a huge hole and and he had the momentum and, and made the move so that was uh, that was exciting to watch for sure we're always looking for the the pern seal of approval so thumbs up or thumbs down to the pj1 at kentucky uh, I gotta give it maybe like a seven o'clock thumbs down. Maybe at times, maybe a, a three or two thumbs up. I don't know. It's uh, you know it really changed through the day. I think uh, it's a really tricky thing to get right, and uh, it's tough, right? These cars are momentum based. When when you have low horsepower and a lot of drag, you got to really wind them up, and you can do that easier in the second groove if there's grip there. You know, you don't have to turn the wheel as much. You don't have to slow down for the tighter radius. So you can just kind of keep the car rolling a bit more. So it makes it hard for that guy on the inside to, to be able to get in there. And then, you know, these, the, the right side of the car is more susceptible to, to a side draft than the left side. So once that car's in yaw and the spoiler's kind of going to hang out, that, that guy on the outside can really choke down that car on the inside a lot more. So I think once the PJ one wore off and, and a bit and the inside started to come around, we saw more passes and better races, but it's a, it's a tricky thing to get right. I think you're going to have it right for periods of time, not right for, for others. But, you know, overall, we, we got a great finish. So uh, I think that's the, the key to look back on. So like a half seal of approval. We'll give it just a little, a little thumb down. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta, you gotta get the timing right on all of it yet. So, but for still an early thing and experimenting, it's, uh, it's definitely some progress there for sure. We're now heading to a no points race. You mentioned it, the all-star race at Bristol. It's the first time it's ever been at Bristol. Uh, you do a lot of things for a million dollars, right? Yeah, I think uh, we always see that Charlotte, and, you know, on a high, high speed mile and a half, it's only, you can only get so close to each other, but, uh, you know, Bristol is famous for the bump and run, so it might be a, a whole all-star race of bump and runs. Who knows? Um, with less cars in the field, too, it'll be maybe opportunity for guys to recover. So uh, I'm excited to watch. I think we've all been waiting for the all-star race to maybe move around a bit, and, and to have it go to Bristol will be uh, will be pretty special. I agree. It's definitely going to be a really good show. Tune into that Wednesday night on FS1. We'll have the Open and the all-star race. Cole, I want you to join me back after that because I'm sure we're going to have some things to talk about. Definitely want to have a few, uh, few hurt feelings to talk about after that one. Yeah, thanks for breaking down Kentucky. I'll see you after the all-star. Thanks, Alex. Okay, so I do want to do a little bit review. So today we got the, so today, me, so we were at this thrift store called Hidden Treasures in my city, in uh, my hometown. And it's filled with NASCAR stuff. If you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live, if you should go um, to Hidden Treasures. They NASCAR fans. They have tons of NASCAR stuff. So, this is from 2008. One thing that's cool, all about the Pepsi 500 from 2008, had a high-tech twist on there. Or they say. Hey, but we got this over here. This was only $6. And they had a ton of NASCAR diecast. And other stuff. So, you just want to 
do a little review with it. Expect a little bit more review because of cool NASCAR memorabilia in the new coming episodes. As we're just six minutes to go in the double header for here. Okay. So how about how about Cole Custer? Unbelievable to have a stop at one million in the all at all star race. Honey, where's our limo? We're not getting a limo. I thought you were gonna get a car that was classy and elegant. Oh, we are. You're fanatical about NASCAR. Geico's fanatical about saving you money on car insurance. Proud partner of NASCAR. Uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, I was uh, kind of nervous going into Bristol. I mean, trying to make it into the all-star race, you know, it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of good guys that are probably not going to make the race. So um, to be in the all-star right now, race right now takes a lot of stress off. And who knows, maybe we go win the million dollars. I mean, I thought we were pretty solid at Bristol before. We ended up getting wrecked. But um, we always obviously have a lot of confidence now in what we're doing. So just got to keep it going. Yeah. And this is from last year's All-Star Race. Boyer and Newman's fight. This is from last year's All-Star Race. Take a look and, and get in the time machine from last year. What we decide on the flyers again? Uh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. We're going to swap over to over 75 years of savings and service. What, we're just going to swap over? Yep, pump the brakes on this, swap it over to that. What, instead of all this, I've already out. Geico. Something took place before all this. Bam. But, but Boyer, not Look at happy Boyer. at all. Looks like a machine. <laughs> so which way did he go? Where is he? <laughs> I remember who won that race. Kyle Larson. He won the All-Star race in a million dollars. So, let's get going back on to, let's take a look at the pit stalls first. In, in pit stall one, it's going to be the Eric Jones. One's in pit stall number one for the all-star race. So, just want to tell you that we're at the end of our time. See you tomorrow for another great episode on the cool.